Welcome to the Virtual Power Teams podcast, the number one podcast for working remotely and building powerful virtual teams. My name is Peter Ivanov, international keynote speaker and author of the book Virtual Power Teams, translated in six languages. Tune in every Tuesday for the very latest in virtual leadership or visit my website, peter-ivanov.com. What are the top three skills to lead remote workers or virtual team members? Now with coronavirus and social distancing and working from home, we had to work from home and we responded very well with a good digital skills. Uh, we collaborated with our team members. Some managers were concerned that people will work less from home, but in fact, it turned out that they work more from home. And the results um, are not bad. Question is when we continue working uh, remotely, you have to start resolving conflicts remotely. You have to set uh, strategic goals remotely. You have to establish a structured communication and maintain and even improve the, the winning team spirit. And in order to do that, you need a more systematic approach. So let me give you three tips, which are the top three skills for leading remote workers. So the first one is over communicate, I call it. And uh, I was a Speaking in Bali, in the, this capital of digital nomads, and on a conference, they asked the 500 people participating, what is the number one skill to lead remote workers? And there was a Mentimeter, and people put their input, and the words that get bigger resonance, they get bigger. And all of a sudden, on the screen left, uh, the biggest word was over-communicate. What does it mean? Sound a bit negative? If you give a task, don't just give, you know, the minimum context for the task. Give them the bigger picture. Tell them why we do what we do. Give them the bigger goal that these tasks belong to. Because what happens if you, if you don't? You know, people start working and at some point in time, they have a question, they start begging you or their colleagues. If you give them the bigger context, it will be like a, you know, a North Star, which will able to, to guide them and to, to empower them and to make some decisions. So give them the bigger context, give them the big why and the big what, and then the second aspect is make sure people understand what you mean. Have you come across a scenario when you give a task remotely, you know, by email, and then you get the deliverable, you can hardly recognize it. It is your responsibility to make sure your coworkers and team members understand. So when you set the goal, give them the bigger contest, ask them, you know, to rephrase what they understood, to make sure the goal is understood. So that was the first one, over communicate. Number two is promote virtual engagement and co-creation. Now, in a virtual world, in the first corona days and months, um, we are very good at update meetings and, you know, just sharing screens and so on. But you have four levels of uh, collaboration and co-creation. The first one is just update, where people could, you know, share their views, share their screen and so on. Second one is uh, brainstorming, where everybody is expected to contribute. And if you have a meeting like that, make sure that this is the expectation from everyone to contribute and give them as much context and why so they could prepare. And when they come, they could give all their input. And here online is actually faster than, than uh, analog, because if you do it in a meeting, people maybe you ask them to brainstorm, you have to start recording their inputs on one after the other, or even if they do it like on a post-it, they will have to queue to paste it on the flip chart and so on. You have some physical limitations. Online with a shared whiteboard, they could just in parallel, absolutely in parallel, everybody's contributing. So all of a sudden, you get many input. People get influenced sometimes by the other ideas and that helps to be more creative. And then you could stamp, you could 
make sure people vote for uh, the topics and ideas and the ones that get the strongest resonance um, immediately they emerge. So use this in a brainstorming session. Then the next level is decision making. Decision making, if you have to make a decision online, give them the question that you make to the decision. As a leader, you may opt, write two or three options and give some pros and cons, but not too much. Let them uh, also contribute. You know, leaders eat last and it applies here. Leaders would give their statement in the end. So give them some provocative thought, give them some structure, but ask them to contribute. Give them probably 48 hours if you have a global team and time zones so people can contribute, give the analysis, put their pros and cons. And then when you get in the meeting, you will have all this input. People will already see which options have more weight and you will make a balanced and quicker decision. And the third level is uh, product development. It's a combination between brainstorming and making some decisions. So here, again, it is key to design the engagement of the team. You need to allow time and space for people to individually to contribute. You may have some more introverted team members which need time to think, so give them the time in advance, tell them what's the challenge. In the meeting also allow some formats for people to contribute individually. Then design smaller working groups. Split the task or the options in the decision and assign it to different groups which will debate and come back to the forum and give their recommendation. And then have this, the final part where you stamp it and make the decision as a group. So designing this interaction is key. And don't be kind of feel restricted just to have everybody online and everybody present and all listens. You may break it down and have it more engaging. And the third one is create culture based on recognition and fun. So, um, by the way, I'm a father of five girls. No joke, one wife, one marriage, five girls. Apparently, this is the only thing I can. And if it's one thing that worked for me, and if I say I lead these people, that would be a, a lie. <laughs> I think this, my ladies manage me. But if there is one thing that works, is praise, praise, praise. Tried with criticism, failed miserably. Praise, what to praise? Praise the result, if there's a result. If there is no result yet, praise the behavior. Like if they help each other or if they ask for help even. If there is no result, no behavior, look harder. There is always something to phrase, but make sure you're honest and objective when you give your praise. And then make it fun. You know, there are many ways to gamify. Working with many now outsourcing companies, you could put avatars. Uh, for example, this week the team is develop your own avatar. And people would, based on their strengths and talents, they would come with crazy avatars, also visually, but also quite wild association to their uh, personas. Uh, next week could be you create avatar for somebody else. So there are many ways. Or photo of the week. I remember one of the remote uh, clients, they had this photo of the working day. And because they all work fully remote, no office, one was on a mountain peak with his, you know, big Jeep um, and then four wheels drive and then he put laptop and he was working there. That was his um, beautiful view ahead. So you have various themes. You don't have to develop it all yourself. If you just open it for suggestion, people will come with great ideas. Make it as a game, you know, give the options have a tool that allows immediate feedback and most of them have, you know, the MS Teams and, and Slack and so on. Put some point, gamified people, you will be amazed by their creativity. So make sure you have formats, not just business for people to, to have fun. And then the more we work remote, the more people need to work from home or the satellite members, which are not having the options to go to the office, make sure you allow them 
you support them, you know, to integrate with local communities. That was another observation from companies running fully remote business, thousand plus people without an office. You need to give them a human kind of base, allow them to choose their cause, but also integrate, maybe support, maybe through the co-working spaces or a particular NGO and so on, so they could also be integrated as a human beings. And now the millennials and so on, they need to make the world a better place. So they would need, apart from work, to contribute to other costs. So if you help them in this space, it will pay back. So just to summarize, the top three skills, over-communicate, making sure you give them the bigger picture, the big why and the big what, not just the task at hand. Promote virtual engagement and co-creation through well-designed meetings, work in advance and using the advantages of technology, and then create a culture of based on recognition and fun. Hope, this will, hope these tips will help you to strengthen your remote team. And I look forward to you in the next podcast and I'm wishing you well building your own virtual power team. Thank you for listening to this week's Virtual Power Teams podcast. A review and subscribe to get the latest episodes. And remember to pick up your copy of the book Power Teams Beyond Borders to create your own virtual power team. See you next week.